Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. It's Mr. Anchor. Fantasy sports and politics. Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy sports and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah. Fantasy sports and politics crew. that time on a nice Thursday evening on the West Coast. The Pope is in town in New York. The Giants are playing football in MetLife. Hope they made a lot of hope a lot of Giant, fa- Giant fans, excuse me, said a lot of Hail Marys and hope the uh, Giants can um, bring home a win. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and, and this is the FSB Cruise Show. And I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, my fellow Jersey guy who has to deal with that traffic where he's at, and my fellow trade partner in the several fantasy leagues, Jeff the Joker. Let's bring him in. What's up, man? What's up, Jeff? Are you there, Jeff? Are you there, Jeff? Jeff, are you there? I can't hear you. Um, I don't know if it's me or if it's Jeff. Let me just try something here and see if it's me or is it Jeff? Because uh, I definitely can't hear you, Jeff, if you're, if you're talking to me. Uh, I don't know what happened, but for some reason I can't hear you. Let me make a phone call and see what happens. Hello? Hello? Jeff, I can't I can't hear you. I don't know what, what happened. Hey, why don't you try calling back in, Jeff, and uh, see what happens. Um, for some reason, I cannot hear you. Anyway, people, um, this is JT, quite naturally, like I said, uh, um, and it's just a crew show. Uh, my esteemed co-host is going to try to call me back in. We had a little technical difficulty. Sorry about that. It happens. Um, unfortunately, it seems to happen too frequently on this show um, on Thursdays, but it is what it is, and uh, we're going to get right into it. Hopefully, Jeff calls back, and we can get to Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How you doing, my man? Hey, Jerry. Can you hear me now? I can <laughs> I can hear you now. <laughs> uh, like I said, my fellow Jersey guy who's dealing with all that traffic up there, the Giants, 
the Pope, but he's found time to be able to get in front of his computer or in front of his uh, mobile device and push out some trades, and we've been trading like crazy so far, Jeff. This is only week three. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I like to trade once in a while. I mean, uh, uh, I, I know some uh, fantasy uh, GMs who would rather lose than trade. And to me, yeah, I, know. I mean, you know, drafting is very important and waivers, but, you know, a little trade once in a while, it, it can help you out. And uh, I made sure because, you know, uh, you know, I do it on the up and up. I updated the uh, trade block, and I made several offers because I don't want to be saying, oh, he made that trade with Jerry because they're pals. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and, and that's what I recommend because the three major sites, uh, Yahoo, uh, CBS, and uh, ESPN, all have a trading block. And uh, right. in one of my leagues, the commissioner said, you know, hey, you know, if you're looking to trade, do the trading block and shop around because I don't want to hear people afterwards. Oh, oh, I wanted that guy and you know, blah, 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 you know? Right. Um, but yeah, we, we had the Yahoo trade before the season and that was a blockbuster, two big stars, right? That was a big and one. Then, yes, it was. But, but they don't have to be blockbusters because we had a little trade for uh, defensive players in the ESPN league. So, uh, yep. Yep. you know, and, and a lot of times, uh, you know, it helps both teams. So, uh, you know, uh, and you know, like I said, I made a few other offers. You got back, and, you know, you didn't like the first offer. You liked the second offer. Boom. You know, there you go. Yep. Yep. And and uh, I, was, I, was, I can't say I'm a trading fiend, but I'm always looking to try to improve my team. So I go through the trading blocks. I encourage um, – um, I'm a commissioner in three leagues, a co-commissioner in two, and, and a commissioner in one. And I always say, if, if if you are looking to trade, put put who you want and who who you want to, to trade out or or who's available, and who you don't want um, to put out there and unavailable, and uh, see what happens. Um, and don't don't not expect people to make offers to you if you put, happen to put it out there. Um, and you're right, Jeff. One of the things that I dislike about um, owners in the leagues is they draft who they draft and then try to try to, and there's nothing wrong with that. Try to better themselves um, on the waiver wire. Well, you have whatever amount of uh, size league it is. It's, if it's a 10, 12, 14 or whatever, you have, the rest of those owners um, possibly going for uh, the same player or a same group of players that you may have in mind, or you may be looking for another player on another team. And if you just decide to draft, go off the waiver wire, um, you know, unless you do it, you are a super drafter, an absolutely super drafter and lucky enough that none of your players sustain any major injuries during the year, during the season, which is um, hard to do and extremely lucky if you are able to do it, then um, you're, you're, you're limiting yourself to whatever you originally took before the season started or trying to um, work something on the waiver wire. 
And if you're in a money league, if you're in a league that you're trying to win some money or money in a trophy or a trophy or just bragging rights, if you're not completely into it, completely trying to better your team in every which way that you can, what's the sense in being in the league in the first place? What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, you're preaching to the choir, you know. Um, you know, I mean, the thing is, you you can't win your league on draft day. You can no. lose it, but you can't win yeah. it because right. no matter how well you draft, you still got to do lineup. You still got to do waivers, maybe make a trade or two, you know. And, and one of my leagues, uh, the Dynasty League, which is more complicated than uh, trigonometry, um, uh, it expands. You know, we have 20-man rosters, and we expanded from 12 to 14 teams. And the talent pool on waivers really dropped. That's a big jump. Be, you know, you had okay pickings on waivers, but now very slim pickings. So if you're really uh, looking for talent, it's worth the effort to trade. But, uh, you know, most of the guys in that league are uh, gentlemen or whatever, but one guy is really, really nasty. And that's probably why, um, you know, he's got two quarterbacks. He's got uh, Roethlisberger and Brady, and he's been trying to trade him for three weeks. And, uh, you know, he wants good value. And believe me, I made him offers. But he's unrealistic, and, oh, well, that's his problem. Uh, you know, I mean, he wants good value. He's not going to probably get 100% value, and he can't start both of them. And uh, being obnoxious isn't going to help him, you know. So. That's true. And and the thing, that's the funny thing about it, Jeff, um, I'm in a uh, – well, I've, I've pared down quite a bit. I used to be in double-digit leagues. I've pared down to about half that now. I'm in, I think I'm in – Six leagues, if I'm not mistaken, which is which is probably the the least I've been in in years. Anyway, um, the leagues that I've been in, um, I can say that there's two leagues, uh, maybe three, um, about half the leagues that I'm in, that uh, you make a trade and, and or you make an offer, and uh, it, 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 it's either that. They don't come. They, they decline it all together and don't come back with a counter, or they come back with a counter which is completely unrealistic. And um, I, 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 I like to not that I know everything, but I, I, I think I have a, a good idea of the value of players from um, week to week, I'm, I'm from season to season, um, and I can see that. A lot of owners, um, I don't know if they, they're, they're intentionally trying to um, get the extreme better of the deal, and I'm not talking about just, just a little more than fair value. Get, I mean, just be unrealistic about some of the, the, the what they want and think that they're making a fair offer. So um, well, I wish well, I could. Well, that- you know, I've had the experience where there's some people only do a trade if it's so lopsided it's going to get rejected. So that that's not that's not going to happen. But right. I was once in a in a, a fantasy headquarters league uh, years ago, and uh, fantasy headquarters it's good if uh, maybe you or maybe a friend or two don't have enough people for your own league. 
So fantasy headquarters, they get the people together. They act as the commissioner. They administer. They get a piece of the action, but they put it together. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, they do a pretty good job of it. Um, I mean, uh, maybe I'd do it again, you know, but I'm not in that situation. But, uh, you know, you, you know, I don't know, maybe five years ago, maybe more, I was, I did some of their leagues. And um, they would, you know, rule on trades. And uh, there was once a really bad trade. And before I even had a chance to write an email to protest, they rejected it. And the phrase I remember was, quote, you know, this is, uh, you know, uh, a bad trade, lopsided, whatever, quote, based on roster needs. And that, that phrase is huge because sometimes a trade might look a little lopsided, but if you look at the rosters, then it looks okay. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because let's say if I got a lot of apples and I don't have enough oranges and you got a lot of oranges and not a lot of apples, maybe we can make a trade and it might not look right, but if you look at the rosters, it's okay. Uh, right. It's when it doesn't make sense. So you really have to – you can't just, just look at the players I mean, in the deal. I mean, that's relevant. But you got to look at the rosters, too, before, you know, you, you reject it. Um, and uh, uh, the thing is, in the ESPN League, trading is difficult because of the roster maximums. And mm-hmm. that's almost always a problem because, you know, so, uh, you know let's say – Somebody offered me two wide receivers for uh, T.Y. Hilton. But then I'm thinking, like, yeah, but then I'm going to have to drop another one of my wide receivers, you know? It's like right. Stuff like that makes the trading in that league difficult, but you, you could still have a deal once in a while, um, you know. But, uh, you know, I, it's, it, and sometimes, you know, a deal just doesn't air. It happens, you know. It just – based on the two rosters and whatever, and, you know, no big deal. And, you know, you just, you know, you know, you just say, hey, you know, this doesn't work, whatever, no problem. And I remember one league, there was a guy who loved to trade, and I somebody accused him of uh, getting a sweetheart deal from a buddy. And uh, he, he was full of – the guy, the guy who accused him was full of junk. And the reason that guy – one of the reasons he was able to make so many trades was – he communicated well, and he had good follow-up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he worked in sales, and, uh, you know, I think uh, <laughs> that had something to do with it. I'm not kidding. Yep. Um, yep. Right. He he wasn't a guy who would just send you an offer, and that's it, you know. Sure. And, and, and I, you know, I do this sometimes. It's like, okay, you know, I'm willing to part with this. I'm looking for this. Or, you know, who are you willing to give up? What are you interested? You know what I'm saying? And that, mm-hmm. a lot of times, that's that's what makes the deal get done, you know. And you know, sometimes you say, well, you know, we don't have a deal, no problem. But sometimes that back and forth will kind of work it out. Yeah, okay. Well, let's bring in my um, esteemed other co-host who is running into some serious problems. Um, and uh, um, I'm hoping he, he hasn't decided to jump off the bridge because – in the league that we're in, his fantasy team is not doing so good. And in reality, even though his team, his his NFL team is two and zero, the pieces are falling off the tree. I should say the leaves are falling off the tree. 
Mr. Mike Wright, how are you today, or tonight, I should say? Well, I, I, I tried to get in line with the throngs of the thousands and thousands of people that were here waiting on the Pope to get a blessing because my fantasy team is on too in our league. My fantasy team and my other money league is on too. Ooh. I've lost Tony Romo. I've lost Des Bryant. It looked like I've lost Jason Witten for a little bit. <laughs> So I asked the Pope why he's been in D.C. to please give me a blessing and turn this thing around before I just wave the white flag and start watching football all together. <laughs> no, no. It's only 0-2. <clears throat> it's only 0-2. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a it, perfect storm of calamities. I think I have six guys on IRs, only slap three. <laughs> it, 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 it's, I don't know what's going on. It's like the perfect storm, and I'm caught up in it. Well, I, I, um, I, I've been I there. Know what I did for the football guys, I mean, I thought they loved me. I, 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 I watched the football every Sunday. Yeah, I understand. I'm, I'm, listening. Right now, I'm, I'm, least, I'm listening to you now, uh, Mike, and I, I, I can, I can hear the, um, the uh, agony and, and the, um, I, the I'm pain. In, mode, in, man. I, I don't know huh? what to do. I'm in panic mode. I don't know where to do it. Uh, wow. Well, all I can say, I'm looking at your roster now, one of your rosters, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's just the fact is that uh, um, you 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 run into some bad luck. That's all I can tell you. You've been running into some bad luck. Um, uh, you know. I'm trying to figure out if he's playing in the league or not. Um, I'm talking about Ricky. Do you know if he's playing in the league or not? Is he participating? Or was that nah, just an auto draft and, and it's just riding along? Nah, that, that's my guy, uh, Brody Johnson. Uh, Ricky, I, I haven't heard from Ricky, so I, I have another guy to take over that chain. Oh, I, I see it. I see it. Yeah, okay. Uh, he happens to be Owen, too. So somebody's got to win and get their first win uh, this week, uh, Mr. Mr. Wright. And I, I and I really hope it happens to be uh, uh, you, because uh, I hate to see, I hate to see hear you like this. I I like I like to I like to oh, I like the, like the, like the up tempo uh, Mike. I don't like the the Mike that seems like he's defeated right now. Oh man, I'm in, I'm in bad shape. Feel like I did six rounds with Tyson, man. Oh, I'm in shape right now, bro. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, let me ask you something. Okay, the, only, now, the, the, the only the only saving grace is that with all these injuries, my real football team happens to be throwing up. Well, that's 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 what I want to talk about. I mean, we have two NFC East teams playing tonight: the Redskins visiting the Giants in MetLife uh, Stadium, and with the Giants who uh, blew and I hate to say this, Jeff, but they blew two ten-point leads in the fourth quarter, and now are zero and two, and the. Um, the Redskins coming into town, uh, boasting one of the top defenses, I think not the top defense in the NFL right now, um, and and a uh, one of the top rushing attacks in Matt Jones and Alfred Morris um, against that Giants defense. Um, and I, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Um, and I said it last year, and I said it before this year. The formula that people are following with what 
the Seattle Seahawks did when they won the Super Bowl. Play sound, tough defense, and run the football. And um, it took a while, but the Washington Redskins seem to have fixed their defensive problems and their offensive problems, especially on the uh, running side of the ball, um, not the, not the quarterback, um, and are doing are just doing that, following that formula, playing sound defense and playing um, ball control and keeping the ball away from whatever team they're playing offense. Um, but I don't want to talk about that. I wanted to talk about the team that's two and zero and teetering, teetering in the NFC East on the brink of disaster with uh, Brandon Whedon as their starting quarterback. And if that wasn't good enough, they're bringing Matt Castle to back him up. Mike, no Des Bryant, no Tony Romo. Jason Witten is dealing with a bad knee and two bad ankles. Um, so basically you got Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley, Brett Butler, um, Devin Street, and uh, Gavin Escobar. Talk to me, Mike. What do you think? Hey, I'm still in good spirits. I mean, we have a good offensive line. We have a good defensive line. So that, that's going to keep us in games, man. We just got to play mistake-free football until the horses come back. And I'm, I'm hoping during this eight-game stretch we can at least go maybe five and three or four and four. Okay. Um, well, Whedon came in and played pretty decent the last uh, game, um, but he is not a great starting quarterback, and his record speaks for itself. Uh, you think because of the tape teams have on him from Cleveland and for the short time he was in um, Dallas up until this year. Well, well, he, 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 hasn't played, he, he hasn't played with a defense like we have in Dallas. We're going to get McLean back shortly. We'll get Hardy back shortly. We, we, our defense is going to be rocking the road. We, you can't compare his time in Cleveland with his time in Dallas. I don't even think he had an offensive line when he was in Cleveland. We, we, we have the trenches down packed on both sides of the ball. So as long as he plays mistake-free football, which I know he can, there, there'll be a chance. There'll be a chance for it. But well, I have that to make sure like... that I do not see Matt Castle touch the field at all. <laughs> well, let me let me let me put it this way: the Emperor's new clothes um, may come off and ran a weed in this weekend, um, and, and we'll have to wait and see because uh, what you play, you guys play what Atlanta this weekend, and Atlanta's, yeah, Atlanta's defense look, Atlanta's defense looks like it's been uh, uh, new and improved with the, um, their new uh, uh, defensive minded coach. And uh, maybe uh, um, the, the box is going to get stacked. Uh, that offensive line is going to have to block more than, it, than they'll be able to handle in, in trying to run the football. And Atlanta's defense is going to dare Brandon Whedon to beat him with his arm. I see that happening um, as, as the uh, nose on my face. Um, and I, I, I don't know if Brandon Whedon – is up to the task, especially with the receiving core that I just named. Not the ones that are hurt, that are sitting on the sidelines. I'm talking the ones that are actually going to be out in the field. Cole Beasley, Devin Street, Bryce Butler, 
uh, um, Gavin Escobar, if uh, Witten doesn't play, and, of course, Terrence Williams. Not a who's who of offensive weapons in the passing game, and, and, and nonetheless have to say that Brandon Whedon is the quarterback trying to get those good balls to those players. What's your thoughts on that? Sack in the box, Brandon Whedon happened to beat them, beat the Atlanta Falcons with his arm. They're going to stack in the box. All Brandon Whedon has to do is just throw some screens out of Dunbar. Get some stuff going across the middle to Gavin Escobar. Uh, we'll be okay, man. I mean, Gavin Escobar is 6 7. We 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 gotta we gotta apply some type of ground philosophy here. I know we have another backup tight end. His name is Casey right now, but all we asking him to do is manage the game. We're not asking him to be a hero. Just manage the game. And we'll be we'll be all right. All right. Since there's an NFC East game on, and I got two NFC East guys here. One's not playing. The other one is playing, and the other one is uh, um uh, happens to be a Giant fan. Jeff. I, I posted this this uh, um, text to a a group um, chat that I'm in, uh, and, some, and quite a few of them are Giant fans. Um, and this is what I said. I said, and I'll, I'll say it, quote, quote, I'll say it. Um, if the Giants lose this game, what New York bridge do the Giant fans jump off? Yeah. Talk uh, to me, Jeff. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm biased, but it seems like the Giants have this uh, propensity to uh, blow games late. You know, their uh, patented uh, no uh, prevent defense. Yeah, prevents them from uh, stopping anybody in the fourth quarter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um but this, you know, um, could be deja vu all over again, uh, as uh, the late, great Yogi Berra would say. Uh, because in 2007, and, and this is not very relevant, but I think the Giants have two players left from that team and some of the coaches that, you know, they started off 0-2, it was not looking good, and they came from behind to beat the Redskins third game in the season to, you know, stop from going 0-3. And, uh, you know, they had an up-and-down year. They got hot late, and next thing you know, they're winning a big game with a Roman numeral. So, uh, you know, they they win this. They're back in the mix. The rest of the division doesn't look very good. I mean, I know Dallas is 2-0, but they look like a mash unit. I think Whedon could uh, uh, surprise some people. Um, um, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't up until this point. Eh, you never know. I mean, he's had time to work on his game since Cleveland – got a better supporting cast and uh you know and uh, i think he's a little maybe he's more prepared than the other backup quarterbacks because uh i think he gets all the work on wednesday because they were trying to rest romo's back um i mean that's what, uh, I, was trying to, that's what I was trying to tell him yeah so um and and the thing is with castle i mean yeah castle's an okay backup but in the nfl i'm not big on quarterbacks getting traded during the season it just uh Unless they, they're very familiar with that offense, but I mean, I don't, I'd only want to see. Uh, it's only putting Castle if uh, Whedon gets hurt or something. Uh, they they really gotta go with Whedon and whatever. Um, but uh, the Giants' defense gives up a lot to tight ends. Their and their safeties are really bad. 
Um, and Jordan Reed is probably uh, the best uh, receiver as long as he stays healthy in Washington uh, with uh, Deshaun Jackson out with a hamstring. So uh, Reed, Reed could have a big night tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, the Giants have beat the Redskins 96 times. The most wins of any NFL team over another. You know, um, a little surprised. But, uh, you know, but it's only a small era. But during the uh, Parcells and Gibbs era, Giants, for what I think, you know, for whatever reason, matchups or whatever, they won a lot of games against Washington back then. Um, but, uh, you know, it's all that's all trivia and whatever now. They, the Giants just got to play a whole game. And they're, they're like every NFL team, they're missing important guys. They're missing Victor Cruz. Uh, they miss him because, uh, unlike some of their uh, receivers, he could actually catch the football. Um, and uh, one in their corners is out, uh, Rogers Cromartie. Um, so, uh, you know, and, but John Beeson is back tonight, but, uh, I, I don't know. Everybody talks that guy up, but he's always hurt. And I don't think he's that great, but, uh, they, they're excited to have him back. He's a good uh, locker uh, guy and, and he's a good Matt guy. My Jones got the start tonight for the rest game. Okay. Um, that doesn't, that does not surprise me. Uh, Alfred Morris is going to be, be definitely in there, but Matt Jones is the more versatile back. He can, he runs the ball well and he can uh, catch the ball out of the backfield. Unlike Alfred Morris. And I, it's ironic. Um, I don't know if this guy knows uh, the Redskins well, but in the Yahoo league, I just got offered um, Alfred Morris for a uh, wide receiver of mine. Um, and uh, uh, I guess the guy thinking I need a running back, and he he must be in love with uh, um, the wide receiver that uh, he's he's asking for. So, he, and he did it today. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, it, it amazes me. <clears throat> excuse me. That um, I wouldn't say amazes me, but it surprises me that someone would put a trade out there for a player that's playing today. Not knowing whether the player is going to get help—excuse <laughs> me—healthy or not, and not knowing um, if the other player that will be involved in the trade um, will last a weekend. Now, quite naturally, if if and, and you know, I, I'm 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 torn here because I'm watching this game. Quite naturally, just like everybody else who watches football on Thursday night, and a player in in question, and Alfred Morris, I'm watching to see if he's going to get hurt, get hurt or not. Now, if he doesn't get hurt, okay, okay. Well, I mean, they're going with Thompson and Jones so far. They're going with who? Thompson and Jones so far. Really? Um, Well, there may may be something going on with Alfred Morris. Uh, Let me see if I can find. Find something out if Alfred Morris isn't starting, which is it's a surprise to me. Um, that there, there could be something going on with Alfred Morris that was a, a last minute, or who, who knows what happened there. Um, maybe Alfred Morris is getting phased out. Maybe he's getting traded. Who the heck knows uh, what's going on with uh, Alfred Morris? Um, and let me look and see if I uh, can find something out in my array of information here to see if Alfred Morris is uh, uh, something going on with him. 
me just, I don't see anything. Let me see what we got here. No, I don't get any, I don't have any recent information. I, I, I'm really surprised Alfred Morris isn't, isn't starting because he's usually the, the starting running back. I think they uh, um, may, may have seen something in, in uh, over the last two games that um, pushed them to uh, wow. have Alfred Morris. <laughs> wow. What happened? Uh, I got a the, the Washington uh, punter is taking a beating. <laughs> oh, 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 there it is. What happened? Yeah, block punt for safety. Okay. All right. Well, it is what it is. Um, here comes. Here may be the down. Here may be the downfall of the uh, Washington Redskins um, tonight. If it started off like that with their first um, offensive possession for safety for the Giants, and uh, the Giants will get the ball, they'll get the ball back. So um, it, it is what it is. So what I, what I'm saying is this: Alfred Morris, I got offered for some reason out of the clear blue sky on the same day the game is taking place. Um. If he doesn't, if he doesn't get uh, uh, hurt, and uh, he does well, I, I, I could probably use a running back, but I have to see how he's used. If he's not used uh, like I, I assume he would get used, then I won't make the deal. If he gets used and gets out of here healthy, I know on my end of the player that I want, I'm getting is healthy enough for next week. Now the other guy, unless he re- retracted it between the time I got on the air and the game, is going to have to worry about the wide receiver that he wants. Um, it is what it is. Uh, I, I never, ever, ever, ever put a trade out there on a on a player on a team uh, that's playing on a Thursday night or tra- try to make a trade. And realize that if you make if you put the trade out there, and it gets accepted, if it's too close to game time for either one of those teams, you won't get that player until the following week. So, just like the waiver wire for most ESPN leagues opens up at on Wednesday, um, I think it's also in Yahoo opens up on Wednesday. Some some of them are on Thursday. I know I have one league that's. The waiver wire open, uh, is uh, uh, you can pick up teams off a of waiver in, until Thursday in one league. Most most times it's Wednesday. That means you 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 have to wait um, and hope that the, the players don't get hurt because you you made a trade offer and it got accepted uh, too close to the game time. So you have to see if those t- players are going to stay healthy by the time you're able to claim them when the waivers open up or, or whenever the date of the trade says it can go through. Don't like to, don't like trading like that. Um, and, and uh, I try to avoid, avoid it at all costs because I've been burnt too many times with a guy that I accepted time went guy got hurt. There's no turning back from there. You, you got a hurt guy. Hopefully it wasn't the season end their injury, but you got a hurt guy coming on your roster and what you thought was going to help you 
is now a hindrance and weaken your team. All right. Now I had lost my train of thought. Um, oh, on the other NFC East team, I just heard that the DeMarco Murray has got a hamstring injury, and um, and there's other players that are out there that um, looks like they may be in jeopardy of missing this week, meaning Drew Brees with a bruised rotator cuff, which is huge, not for just Drew Brees owners, but anybody on that um, Saints team. Brandon Cooks, who really hasn't b- broken out this year yet. Uh, Marcus Colson, for those Marcus Colson fans. Um, uh, it, it'll, it'll even affect Mark Ingram for the simple fact is now to stack the box because they realize Drew Brees can't push the ball down the field, and, and it could be the backup quarterback, which is he's a backup quarterback. Um, and then C.J. Spiller, who just came back from an injury, and he's not that healthy. And uh, so that whole Saints offense will be affected, um, including Brandon Coleman, who hasn't really done that much either. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is out there that uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell is coming off of uh, his suspension. And the fantasy world, at least I know in a couple of my leagues, is going absolutely berserk. Um, uh, The few uh, Le'Veon Bell owners – um, that um, I have in a couple of ESP, ESPN leagues are talking a whole bunch of smack right now because now they got the, their big boy back. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I know you you can't, you were biting that chomping at the bit. Now you now you have them, you unleash them on on whoever is playing you each week week to week in Yahoo. Yeah, um, you know. I, <laughs> uh, excuse me, I, I gotta admit. I was a little concerned uh, going into the season. I thought, well, hopefully I'll split my first two games and then mm-hmm. get Bell. But I won yeah. my first two games. I right. even uh, I hit 200 points this week. And I, right. you had a shot at it because you had mm-hmm. luck. You were close. You had luck going into Monday night, but he didn't have a good game. But, yeah, he sucked. Uh, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that league's all about quarterbacks and running backs, but I yep. had two wide receivers who lit it up, uh, right. uh, Fitzgerald and um, Allen Robinson. And I shouldn't mm-hmm. admit it, but I almost didn't start Robinson because he he had a lousy uh, week one, and he was only probable going into the game. But, you know, sometimes probable doesn't look that bad. He didn't miss that much practice. And uh, glad I started those two guys because, uh, yeah, uh, it's a deuce. Pretty happy. And Todd Gurley is on his way back. I think he's going to be kept, you know, getting a, a few reps um, this weekend uh, and uh, ramping him up. He's going to be a, a committee. I guess it's probably going to be a three-way committee, uh, depending on the game flow, that dreaded game flow. Um, and um, he's going to get a, a few touches. Trey Mason, quite naturally, this is his second week back after a, a, a troublesome hamstring. And Bunny, Benny Cunningham has been holding it down in the passing and running game, uh, and I think he's, he'll still be involved, but uh, probably a lot less uh, because they want to get their two backs, Trey Mason, I'm talking about St. Louis Rams, Trey Mason and Todd Gurley uh, in the mix 
and, and uh, see what they got or uh, semi what they got with Todd Gurley. I know he's been practicing in full, uh, like for the last two weeks, uh, last week, and then definitely this week. And uh, but they're they're going to take it slow with their uh, uh, number six pick, I think I think it was uh, this past draft, and uh, see what they got in Todd Gurley. Uh, speaking of running backs, um, my Houston Texans, uh, the area Foster owners are chomping at the bit. Uh, he's saying he's feeling wonderful. He's saying he's not 100%. He's not coming back. The coach saying the same thing. He's not coming back until he's 100%. That's a good deal because uh, uh, Arian Foster, if he's not 100%, is even if he is 100%, um, soft tissue, tissue injuries is his middle name. Um, and so uh, I'm thinking that uh, he has to be 100% and feeling 100% to be able to do what Arian Foster does best uh, that's running and catching the football out of the backfield. Um, probably going to take another week, uh, at least another week before they'll see Adrian Forrester. And they won't see him week three. Uh, week four, uh, it, it's looking like it, but there's no guarantee. And like I said, 100% is what he's supposed to be, what the coach and what he's saying he's going to be in order for him to come back. So he got some big-time um, – a big-time prospect um, making his debut. He got two big-time running backs that one starting this week, another possibly starting next week. So these fantasy teams that have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, just like Jeff, for their big boy running back to come out, happy that either they're close or they're playing. And uh, Kirk Cousins with the pick. Okay. Boy. Okay, so I, I'm not watching the game. Um, um, and oh, I'm in a position where I can't watch the game. If I did, I, I probably wouldn't be, be, be pay attention to this broadcast. So I'm going to rely on you guys to enlighten me. Uh, what's taking place on the uh, on the field between the Giants and the Redskins? Oh, uh, they they came out with a run to Alpha Morris to the left side for about four yards, and they tried to go on a fifteen yard hitch route. To, uh, my, my tight end Jordan Reed, and it was an interception. Interception to uh, to a short pass to the tight end, really? Yeah, not about fifteen yard fifteen yard out. Jordan Reed got picked off. I mean, that's over. Pierre got some. I'm looking for Pierre got some. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we all know that Kirk Cousins um, is a turnover waiting to happen. And guess what? It happened. That's all. It, it happened. And uh, he doesn't have a very good uh, win loss record. And uh, that's one reason why the Redskins are running the football and trying to play sound defense. I imagine the score is still 2-0. Am I right about that? Yeah, they're at the three-yard line now. About to go. They're at the three-yard yeah, line. I don't know of why, yeah, the Redskins. Yeah, I don't know why the, the Redskins keep coming out with all this pass, pass, pass. 
a year or two hundred yard rushes last week. Just turn the ball. You, you know, and I, you guys heard me say this before, and I and I'll keep on saying it. These NFL coaches make millions and millions of dollars to coach these teams. And you and I, me, Jeff, Mike, know what the makeup of a team is and what you should be doing. If you are strong in defense and can run the football, just like Mike said, you got two 100-yard rushers last week, excuse me, last week, and your strong suit is not the quarterback, it's the running backs, you should be running the football. So why in God's name, when you know that your quarterback is not Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Mm. Rodgers, Carson Palmer, uh, or the the like, you you put the ball in his hands to make a play rather than use your running backs that you have, two different style running backs that you can have to pound away at the Giants' um, defense. And you get these type of results. Now, like I said, millions and millions of dollars these guys uh, uh, make of calling plays, bringing up game plans, and, 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 and devising ways for the offense to move against the opposing defense. And you I mean, come up with. Like, they, they, they're just for averaging like four yards every time they rush the ball in this game so far. This is not understand. Well, like you're right, you're right, Mike. Uh, you can't understand it because it doesn't make any sense. Uh, sometimes these guys outthink themselves rather than do what makes sense. They think, well, they they think that um, it makes too much sense. And we, they have to do something that's exotic to, to, to I, I don't know, to show their prowess, to show um, how they can out, outsmart the uh, 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 the opposing team, coaching staff. When it's 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 basic math. It's not trigonometry. It's not physics. It's basic math. Give the ball to the running back. Let him run left, right, or in the, up the middle. That's all it is. That's nothing more, nothing less. I'm going to take a a few breaks here. Uh, We're going to come back um, and talk to the crew here. I'm JT, a.k.a. The Master. We're talking with Mike Wright, and we're talking to Jeff the Joker. Um, And we make up the fantasy. uh, We make up the FSP crew. Quite naturally, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the fantasy sports and politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FST himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry the Master Taylor will go over the weekend sports. 
prep you for your upcoming fantasy games and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP Show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash B-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. For other informative programs as well, information, motivation, variety. Looking for fantasy sports advice? How about informative conversation? Look no further as the Master Plan features two men that can help in both areas. Jerry, the Master Taylor, and Lance, the NFL exporter Goodman, provide you with a fantasy fix live every Sunday morning on the Master Plan at blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365, and listen to other informative programs as well. That's the Master Plan, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K and streaming at spotonradio.webs.com. Information, motivation, variety, the Master Plan. If you want to add a little spice to your talk radio, try No Chaser with Mac Williams and Jerry Taylor every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, featured at blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. Arguably, No Chaser is the most, shall we say, controversial show in the lineup. Let me give you a couple of direct quotes. If LeBron took a sh in the middle of the street in broad daylight, his Boy Scouts would say it's the greatest one ever. Here's another. Y'all dumb donkeys keep believing what Obama says. Just watch. This country is going to get worse, and I'm just going to sit back and say, I told you so. I can only assume this is why the show is called No Chaser. You can also visit fantasysportsandpolitics.webs.com for archives, advertising, and other information. It's No Chaser with Mac Williams and Jerry Taylor. Information, motivation, variety. Okay, we are back, and, and before we begin the rest of the show, I'm going to say that uh, No Chaser, uh, almost a um, month to the day, October 23rd, uh, we'll be back. That's a Friday night. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mac will be back uh, instead of 7 o'clock. It will be 8 o'clock on a Friday night. Um, for most part, that, that uh, show is going to be a political show uh, sprinkled in with some sports. And uh, Mac has a unique perspective on things, uh, to say the least. And um, to tell you the truth, I'm the the polar opposite. So uh, it it makes for interesting conversation. Uh, It may sound heated at times, but it's all good between me and Mac. Uh, And it's 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, His first show back will be on October 23rd. That's the uh, No Chaser with uh, me, um, Jerry Taylor, and uh, Mac Williams, and Mac Williams will be be the host. All right, let's get back. Uh, You're listening to the FSP Crew Show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say it again, 
347-637-3220. And I would be remiss at the beginning of the show that we do have a chat room sitting out there. If you want to use the chat room for a question, a statement, or a comment, you can do so. Remember what you put into it is what you get out of it. Don't come foul because you, if you can't deal with the foul that's coming back to you, um, then that's, that's on you. Anyway, we're talking about uh, football, and we're also talking about um, tonight's game. Um, um, I'm thinking that the uh, the uh, game plan is going to be run, 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 run for the Washington Redskins, and what I've been told, that it's been the opposite. They've been coming out throwing the football, I guess throwing the Giants off and then throwing themselves off because Kirk Cousins got picked off. And imagine by now the Giants got into the end zone. Am I right about that? Or, or, or – uh, they're still struggling to get into the end zone. Oh, they got in. Okay, so the, the score now has to be probably nine to nothing. Am I right about that? Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. So nine to nothing. Um, it's difficult to do uh, running when you're trailing by um, two scores, uh, a field goal and a touchdown, which will put put you in the lead, but. Um, you put yourself in a hole when you decided to pass the ball instead of doing what you do best. Uh-oh. Um fumble, fumble punt. It was both. Redskins got oh, it. Man. We got a break. <laughs> man. <laughs> you can see the, the impartiality of black and the Partiality of Jeff. You just see who's who, <laughs> oh, who's the guy. The Back to the jab. Back to the jab. Jazz ball. Who's whose ball is it? Jazz ball. Giants ball. Yeah, Giants ball. First, the first oh. purple signal for the the Redskins. Now they change it to the Giants. Oh wow! Really? It sounds like the Redskins are completely falling apart here. Um, going back to their true form. Um. The, the the first two games were a mirage. Um, they played tough against Miami, and Miami barely pulled that out. And then they the uh, um, pistol whip and stomped uh, the St. Louis Rams, um, and and, and uh, everybody was jumping on a bandwagon and saying that the the Redskins were a threat, especially with that defense. And now the defense is back on the field again, trying to stop the Giants, um, and uh, Hopefully, hopefully, for the Giant fans that are uh, close to uh, uh, a bridge, don't think about jumping off the bridge or getting close to it um, if uh, things start getting um, butt-cheek close in in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jeff, uh, I haven't talked to you that much about your Giants, but I wanted to talk to you about Eli. And the gaps that Eli and the coaching staff, that includes Tom Coughlin, have been going through in the first two games, especially in the fourth quarter, losing 10-point uh, 10 leads in both fourth quarters that they could have won against real good teams. What's your thoughts? You know, like a lot of times, and unfortunately I've had to deal with this a few times as a Giant fan, it's really easy to point the finger at certain people, but frequently it's more of a team effort. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm. Okay, like, and I'll admit, you know, the thing is also, you know, this stuff happens pretty fast, but, hey, this is what they get paid for, you know, and they got right. plenty of coaches. It's not like it's just one guy, you know. Um, 
But like, uh, yeah, there have been so many giant collapses through the years. I remember the the collapse in the playoff game to the 49ers uh, back yep. when Fossil was the coach. And everybody blamed it on the special teams, but the, the effing defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. If they would have made one stop, the game was over. You know what I'm saying? And then you got yeah. – they would have had an even bigger lead if that dope uh, white trash dope Jeremy Shockey didn't, didn't drop that uh, touchdown in the uh, end zone. And then the moron threw a cup of ice at the fans in the stands, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm telling you, man, you know, this, this is – so, you know, yeah, the, they, they had a punter who was the holder. Uh, they, they, I don't think that guy played in the NFL after that. I mean, it, it was like the curse of fossil, bad special teams and uh, – uh, Trey Junkin was the long snapper they bring in. You know, long snapper in the NFL for 20 years. His one bad snap was in a playoff game for the Giants. Um, but I remember I was literally jumping up and down. I was going crazy. And as an adult, I didn't usually do that, but it was, it was nuts the way that game ended. And because the refs screwed up too. But you know what? They deserve to lose. So and they and, and, and it was a team effort, not just one or two guys. But, you know, I was really down the next day. And, this, you know, this was, like guess, it was back in the 90s or, like, the early 2000s. And uh, I pick up a newspaper that day, which I don't do too often now, and I saw that a kid starved to death in Newark. And that, that put it in perspective, you know? Wow. Really? Um, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was the mom was a crackhead. I remember I said to this uh, friend who's kind of like a mentor, and I said, said to him, Joe, who, who the hell leaves a kid with a crackhead? And he says, duh, another crackhead. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> but, wow. So what were we saying? But, like, um, you notice that things happen so fast. And I have to admit, when in the Dallas game, when Eli threw that incomplete pass, I didn't realize at first how bad it was. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it, it just, it, it's, there's not too many good ways to lose a game, but, you know, you just hate to blow it on, on stupidity. And, um, uh, you know, and the thing is with, with Coughlin, you know, he's got all these uh, off-the-field rules, which I'm not really big on that because, you know, you can't look at these guys, watch them play, and say, oh, they wear jackets and ties when they travel. No, I mean – I swear, I really think they need to focus on the on-the-field stuff, you know, not not the off-the-field nonsense, you know. But whatever, mm-hmm. that's me. All right. I'll tell you, a lot of, excuse me, a lot of these Thursday night games are very sloppy. I think it usually favors the home team. I guess they don't have to travel on the short week. But right. a lot of these games are sloppy, and uh, I guess it works out as long as the Giants win <laughs> and can finish this game. <laughs> <laughs> and that that would put him uh uh at one and two and <clears throat> second in the division. <clears throat> second in the division. Right now. They would be because uh, Philly's zero and two and Washington would be one and two, but the Giants would have beaten Washington, so that would put them second in the division. Believe it or not. <clears throat> And the uh, uh, like I said, the Cowboys have to play uh, Atlanta. So, give me give me your uh, prediction. Your, the your Eagles, honest. The Eagles are going to go on three this weekend. There's no way they're beating the Giants. You know, let me put it let me put it this way. And and 
and it's not not a disgruntled, disgruntled former Jet fan, and it's not not wishing ill will on our Jets fans or Jets. But 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 in my opinion, in my opinion, the Eagles, as bad as they looked, and the Jets, as good as they looked last week, this is setting up for a typical classic trap game, classic trap game that the Eagles, as desperate as they are, can go into Jet. Uh, MetLife Stadium, and play the Jets, who who are, are on a high high, <clears throat> beating the Colts last week. Um, can can pull the ultimate stinker, and don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I know very well, can't do that. So, um, but I think Tom it, Tom Bowles has those boys ready. Right Tom Bowles is already preached about the trap game of those guys. They're trying to destroy Chip Kelly. I, I got the Eagles getting getting mashed up in New York. Okay, well, I'm just I'm just I'm just saying I'm not saying that can happen, but it's just, just setting up as, as a typical trap game. So, um, just don't be surprised if it happens. Anyway, we come to the end of the show, and at at the end of the show, I give Jeff and Mike the chance to um, put out there, and I think I know where Jeff is going to go with this, um, their closing comments. Uh, so I'm going to give it to Mike first and then Jeff. Oh, man. Uh, Got to give a, a big shout-out to you, New York guys. Man, rest in peace, Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra passed uh, this week. Uh, man, I, I didn't know too much about him because it's, it's way before my time, but I know he was a legendary Yankee player. I believe he also played with the Mets, if I'm not mistaken. Both New York he, he 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 coached the Mets. He he coached them. He, I think it's the only player, uh, only only person in, in major leagues that um, took two teams, the Mets to, to the World Series, took the Yankees to the World Series. He's won, I think, ten World Series himself, uh, three or four MVPs uh, in in the major leagues. Wow. And um, I'm trying to think. Uh, help me out here, Jeff. Am, am I missing something here? Oh, let me tell you. Um, you know, Yogi lived in North Jersey, I think, you know, starting when he was playing with the Yankees. He lived in uh, yep. the city of Montclair. And right. uh, I heard so much about him growing up and as an adult. And All good, of course. I mean, and it, Yogi, I don't mean this in a negative way, he's almost like Forrest Gump. It's like he, he did everything. It's like, how did he do all that? And he did. It's not well known. He played a little bit for the Mets because uh, I think it was in 65. He, you know, he had just started his coaching career. I actually think, well, he'd already, it was early in his coaching career. He'd only been retired a couple of years. And the Mets were in need of a catcher, so they activated him for a few games. It wasn't a big deal. The only thing is it delayed his uh, entry into the Hall of Fame a couple of years because of that. Uh, but he did everything. I mean, he managed the Yanks. That didn't work out too well. He coached for the Yanks a long time, coached and managed the Mets. Uh, he also he coached a little bit with the Astros. But, I mean, he was a businessman. I mean, he, he buys a chunk of land in central Florida back in the 50s. You know, it sounds like a sucker deal, like swampland. Next thing you know, Walt Disney's people are calling him. Well, it took a few years. Walt Disney's people were calling him to buy it because they put Disney there. I mean, he was a businessman. He he was a pitch man, you know, Yoo-Hoo and whatever. He did, he did commercials. Um, 
you know, uh, he 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 was a movie critic. Uh, he uh, he was in the Second World War, served in the Navy, part of the D Day invasion. Right. That's right. That's um, right. He's got a museum, Whole life. A, a stadium. He had three sons. Uh, who were pro athletes. Uh, Dale was uh, the most notable, was an infielder for, I don't know, about 10 years in the major leagues. I mean, uh, Yogi's known as a catcher, great catcher, but uh, he he also played some outfield later in his career, and I I think he might have liked it because it gave his knees a break, and uh, uh, Yankees had a lot of talent back then. uh, So uh, a younger Elston Howard caught, and sometimes Yogi would get moved to the outfield. Uh, I think they even had a third catcher who used to play, so they – I guess keep keep the legs fresh. Uh, Casey Stengel was a great manager, and they had a lot of talent to work with. But I mean, Yogi did everything, and you know, he, he, I I just found out he was friends with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I shouldn't be surprised, but also he was friends with a lot of Joe Six Packs. I mean, he, and I I had the pleasure. I met Yogi very briefly, and he, he was as humble and kind and whatever as I had heard I would have been devastated if he was a jerk but he wasn't of course and my uncle uh, uh, he met Yogi he loved Yogi my uncle hated everybody you know <laughs> 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 uh, 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 you know no I mean my uncle idolized Frank Gifford met him and, and hated his guts he hated uh, Mickey Mantle Whitey Ford um, and Billy Martin um, uh, but he loved Yogi everybody loved Yogi and uh, I guess uh, but one of the few negatives was he, he had a fallen out with George Steinbrenner. Right. Which they were able to patch it up. And Steinbrenner went to Yogi's museum to patch it up. And they said Steinbrenner was nervous. But uh, they patched that up and, uh, you know, they gave Yogi a day at Yankee Stadium. And, you know, it was it was a few years ago, so at least he was able to enjoy it. It wasn't after he passed. So, and uh, I remember, I think old. I mentioned on the show when Yogi turned ninety, that was a big deal. And uh, yep. you know, uh, you know, I think he he his, he enjoyed his later years. I don't think he had to suffer for too long. So, uh, yeah, he he's a legend. Uh, yeah, him and Phil Mazzuto used to own the bowling alley near me when I was a kid. Um, uh, yeah, just a legendary figure uh, and, and amazing, <laughs> immensely popular in North Jersey. All right, we come to the end of the show. I want to thank you guys for joining me tonight and also uh, wish you good luck. Hopefully, uh, Mike, you can come off with a win and uh, you can get off that uh, ledge that you look you claim that you're going to jump off. Uh, hopefully, you get, get, get at least one win. Hopefully, you get two wins and make you feel that much better um, about uh, your fantasy teams. Hopefully, your team... Uh, doesn't come out with any other kind of major injuries. I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, also good luck to you, Jeff, tonight. Um, Hopefully there's no collapse in the fourth quarter and Giant fans don't have to look for a New York bridge to jump off. Uh, With that being said, uh, catch us next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we'll all jump up here and, and start talking about some football, which we'd like to do, or whatever else is happening in sports. Um, The FSP Crew Show 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Thursday is where we're going to be at next week. See ya. Yeah. It's Mr. Encore. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy, sports, and politics. 
Ain't no other talk show hot as this Cover every sport and we get it all right Log on the site, you can listen tonight Talk about the game, who in first place You can even call up, state your own case Football, b-ball, soccer too Log on, ain't nobody stopping you It's fantasy, sports, and politics crew Yeah, come on Fantasy, sports, and politics crew Yeah Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew uh. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Yeah, lock on Lucky Land Casino Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess Aha, in my dentist's office More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.